At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lombardi Line Thursday as... We get going. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi hanging out in his office there in Jersey. I say get going. I mean it. We, we've got football here, man. we got two tonight, yeah. three tomorrow, ten on Saturday. It's all, it's it's on now. And we'll be here all every one of these days, Patrick. That's a good thing. I mean, I know our schedule's kind of a little, you know, today's our Monday, it's Thursday, but we'll be here for all of them. I love it. Yeah. Not that I, do, I get so confused because our weekend is Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, but yeah. I, I love it, man. I can't wait for the weekends, of course, Lombardi Line every Saturday and Sunday, 7 West, 10 East. We're going to be here for you throughout the entire season as we had have over the past years. A couple things. One, I just want to get a couple of news and notes in for you. It looks like the Ravens are bracing for Rashad Bateman, the rookie out of Minnesota, to miss the season opener. Soft tissue. Uh, He's an important piece for that team as much as a rookie can be. Yeah, I mean, I think just listening, talking to people around the league, their offense has struggled this summer so far. Their defense apparently is doing really well. They're fast as hell on defense. They're going to practice against Carolina next week down in Carolina. Uh, down at Wolford College. So be interested to see how they do. Uh, you know, but, you know, Bateman, you know, is being injured. I think that hurts them. It really puts them in a little bit of a tough spot. Sammy Watkins, can he stay healthy, Patrick? I mean, that's the concern you have. Can he stay healthy? We'll see. But, uh, you know, this offensive line with getting Ronnie Stanley back certainly will help. And Lamar Jackson, I mean, he doesn't want to seem to take the vaccination, even though he's had it twice. 
we'll see what happens with all that. But their defense, from what I'm told, is very good and very fast. Okay. Just randomly here, I'm sure you saw Jimmy Johnson. I feel like you could write a book on Jimmy Johnson. And remember, when he took over a 1-15 in Cowboys team, uh, Jones couldn't wait to get the legend out the door. He was... <laughs> <laughs> he wanted uh, – I, I won't go there. But Joan, Johnson comes in and resets a culture, but also the big trade that kind of reset everything. I mean, it really was fascinating what he did, and I bring it up because he also talked – he was on with Stugatz and uh, – excuse me, uh, Labatard show, and he said he could have traded for Peyton Manning in 98 – uh, he would have had to give up his whole draft board. And then he said, I can't go into details. That's all I can give you. I probably gave you too much. But he, he pulled off a pretty fascinating trade when he got to Dallas. Yeah, he did. I mean, look, we, I was in Cleveland at the time. He was trying to get us to trade for, for Herschel Walker. And, you know, Herschel Walker at that time was a legitimate star in the yeah. league. He was running the ball. And, you know, this was still – and, you know, we and, – and, we offered a, a significant package for him, but he turned it down, and he had Minnesota. Mike Lynn was the, the general manager and president of the Vikings, and he kind of got him hook, line, and sinker, thinking it would get him over the top and give him the kind of cachet he needed to build a stadium, which was critical for him. You know, the, the Manning story, I think, is fascinating because I think there's a lot to that. You know, the, the, when Manning came out, uh, not that when he got picked the year before Manning came out, he was putting a lot of feelers around the teams. Will I be the first pick in the draft? And no one, Parcells had just gotten to the Jets. And so, you know, no one gave him a real answer. It was a little bit kind of wishy-washy at that time. You know, and I could see where Jimmy felt like he could have traded up to go get him. Because remember, you know, it, this is now he would have been at Miami at this point. But those opportunities, you know, there was a debate. It's not debatable now, but there was a debate. Ryan Leaf is better than Peyton Manning. That, that happened. Yeah, of course. That happened a lot. It was insane. You know, so when, it was wild. Know, it was very So when prevalent. he makes that statement that he could have traded up to get it or that the Jets or no one told him, like that, it wasn't like a slam. Like Trevor Lawrence, to me, was more of a slam dunk than Peyton Manning coming out of Tennessee. By the way, he's not a slam dunk to be the starter in Jacksonville. You heard uh, Urban Meyer. He can't commit to that. Do you believe that? Uh, well, who's he going to go with? Tell me who he's going with. Your boy Gardner. I love Gardner, but, you know, look. You can't you can't draft Trevor Lawrence, one of the great prospects in a hundred years of he's football. Just try, all he's trying to do is make everybody else compete for their job. That's what he's trying to do. I mean, it's it, always, it's, that's all he's trying to and do. He he's should. trying to not give away jobs, which he you know he shouldn't. But I mean, who's getting all the reps? Yeah, Lawrence. And you yeah, see the you number. Go. I want to f circle back on Johnson as, after we reset here. But, again, a, bi a big step forward planned. A lot of energy there with Lawrence and Urban Meyer in town in Jacksonville. The total set at 6.5. This is BetMGM, 110 up and down. So that number's not going anywhere. 6-1, to one, Will Hill likes them. AFC South take a flyer with that number. Super Bowl 125-1. to one. Lombardi line, as we say hi, I'm Patrick Maher, live from the Beeson Studios here at the South Point, Michael Lombardi. I Again, we're just having some fun with the Jimmy Johnson conversation. You know, Johnson, maybe you can shed some light on him. A fascinating guy because he, has, he, he hasn't coached in 22 years. I mean, his last year was in Miami. The four years weren't as bad as they've been played out, right? I mean, he won 10, right. nine games. But then when he retired... I think it's a little shocking. He was relatively young when he retired, went straight into broadcast and never came back. It's an interesting career. Yeah, you know, and, and a lot of people felt like he didn't coach enough 
to get into the Hall of Fame. Right. He didn't have enough games on his on his belt. You know, he didn't have enough of of the, you know, you know, I think what he have like 90 some games. I think that really would became the real problem. And so, you know, it's a little bit like, you know, Vince Lombardi didn't coach a lot of games although he won all those Super Bowls, so that obviously got him to go in there. But I think that's ultimately what the concern was what took so long for him to get in. And same thing with Cower. You know, I mean, Cower's, you know, retired and he got in there on that on that season. So, you know, I, I think it's a little bit of a of a liberal. I think Jimmy did a tremendous job. I think the the Miami era certainly didn't live up to what they had hoped it would be. And I was surprised he left it so early because he would, you know, he really had a unique ability to build a team, but they just couldn't quite build it the right way in Miami. Eight and eight, nine and seven, 10 and six, nine and seven. It's not like, you know, they, he did win. He lost in the postseason, obviously, but it, it was, I, I still remember it when he stepped away. I, I th- thought he was going to be there for the long haul. The Johnson, it's interesting what you just said about, he called you in Cleveland about the Hershey. Walker trade. So Jones gave him autonomy at the time. I know that ended up being their issue. He was running the team completely. There was no mistake about it. When you did something with Dallas, you were dealing with Jimmy. You know, you were dealing with Jimmy, and Jimmy was the one making all the calls, and Jimmy did exactly what, what, you know, he wanted to do and how he wanted to build it. I mean, you know, let's just put things in perspective here in terms of wins. You know, Jimmy's 63rd on the list. You know, he coached in, you know, he won 80 games in his career. He's 80-64. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, that that puts you on to get in there. That you're a little bit on the edge now. Lombardi coached at you know 96. You know he won 96 games, 96, 34, and six. His win percentage was really more remarkable, and so I think that when you look at that, but Lombardi on the list here, Lombardi's only uh, when, when you break him down. You know, he's in the, you know, he's 45th overall of wins. Tom Flores is ahead of him with 97 wins. The guy that's remarkable to me, and Cower wrote about it, and I want to write about it for the Daily Coach, but the guy who should be in the Hall of Fame, who's not, and it's a really a disgrace, is Marty Schottenheimer. Yeah, that guy absolutely. should be now. And I know everybody on this betting network will say he kills you. No, you win 200 football games in the National Football 200. League. You end up eighth. You end up eighth all time on on a coaching list. You belong in the Hall of Fame. Same thing with Dan Reeves. I mean, Dan Reeves belongs in there. He's got 190 wins. 190 wins. That's incredible. You know, and so you know, I mean, look, Jeff Fisher. We laugh about Jeff Fisher. Now, Jeff Fisher's 173 and 165, but he's won 175 games. Where Marty was 1 200 and 126. That win percentage is just remarkable. You know, so Cowers 20th on the list, and he's in the Hall of Fame before because he won one Super Bowl. And with Jimmy, the win percentage, which is tremendous, 80 and 64 overall regular season, of course, nine and four in the postseason. But that that gets crushed by the one in 15 year that first year in Dallas. You think about it that way. And then you immediately turn around a seven win team. And then obviously uh, they took off from there, 11 and five, 13 and three, 12 and four when he was let go. Yeah, I mean, look, Marty, if you rank Marty in just in winning percentage, he's 31st overall of all the coaches of all the time in win percentage, 31st. Joe Gibbs is 28th. 
You know, so, I mean, I think he, he deserves a little bit more respect. Yes, he didn't get to the big game. There's no denying that. Yes, you know, I mean, Lombardi didn't coach in a lot of games, but he had a 73.8 winning percentage. I mean, that says a lot right there, you know. And so when you have that high percentage of wins, you know, where Sid Gilman's 62nd on the on the win-loss percentage, he's at just slightly over 50% wins. Now, he belongs in the Hall of Fame, for me, more about what he did for the game than actually coaching and winning the game. You know, Don Coriel belongs in there before he did, but Don Coriel kind of got lost into the – he got lost into the whole shuffle there to me. Marty Schottenheimer, I, I just, it, it's, it's actually Marty, fascinating. Marty's actually, Marty's actually a higher winning percentage than Bill Walsh, and yet nobody gives him any respect. Higher winning percentage than Tom Landry. More wins than Tom Landry. He'll always just be labeled because of that. No, post. not more wins than Tom Landry. I take that back. Not more, Tom Landry coached. Tom Landry had 250 wins, but better winning percent. I mean, 200 wins, Patrick, is a lot of wins. Hell yeah, it is. It's just it's just that scarlet letter of the postseason for Marty. Yeah, it really is just and some really heartbreaking losses too. Oh my gosh, that team yeah. that team in San Diego was so good. I mean, it's just it's really fascinating. And then he got screwed in Washington with Snyder. Remember when he got rid yeah. of him? Um, I, I want to well, move on. For, I just one more question about Jimmy Johnson because I'm a little bit fascinated with his career and obviously inducted into the Hall of Fame. So. When I watch him on TV, I can't really get a feel. But what I hear is, you use the word polymath. I hear he's very smart. I hear he's just a kind of a smart guy, well-rounded. But when I watch him on TV, I don't get a vibe. Like when I watch Saban, I learned something. When I watch Urban Meyer, frankly, when he would say, I'd learn something. What was Johnson like as a football mind and a guy to work with or talk to? Well, John Johnson was a defensive coach, right? So he was a defensive coach. He And he was about coaching the coaches. He was a classic, you know, and a guy who really didn't have an offensive philosophy. It took him two years. He hired Mike Shule as his offensive coordinator, David Shule, excuse me, as his offensive coordinator initially. And they struggled for the first couple of years. And then he hired Norv Turner in his third year. That kind of got his offense going. But defensively, that was always what his specialty was. But to me, I think Jimmy was more of a general manager than he was anything. He was a general manager with the power of the head coach to get the players to develop. And I think he had a unique eye for talent. And I don't think you you can see that resonate when he talks about the game, you know, when he sure. talks about the game. And, you know, the problem is with the show he's on, he gets about two seconds to say something, so he can't get in any depth about the game. But the coverage that Jimmy brought from college football to pro quarter coverage, which is basically four defensive backs deep aligned the field, it's called cover four quarter coverage. Everybody said you can't run that coverage in the NFL. It's a hash mark coverage because of the hash marks of college football where they are. And he ran it anyway. And he said, you know, we're going to run it. We're going to run it effectively. And he did. And, and he ran it effectively. And he changed the game that way. Uh, but he was really good at coaching coaches. That's what I think his specialty was. And understanding players and where they fit. Helps when you got that offensive line too. Man, were those teams? But he built it. But give him credit. He, he, they he built did. It. He, to be fair, one hundred percent. It was just sad. It. it was hard to see. It was it. It was weird to see the way Landry was kind of dismissed when Jones got there. Yeah. And it was just an odd. T anyway, uh, I digress. The as we transition here on the Lombardi line, let's talk some quarterbacks and Sean Payton. Yeah. So Sean Payton saying some interesting things here. I, you know, I assumed it was Winston's job. 
but Hill's going to, it feels like this is going to be a package deal the whole year. He said, I'd like this is, uh, of course, Sean Payton co- coach there with the Saints. I'd like to see these guys operate both of them in all three of these games, the preseason, of course, certainly by the end of the preseason games and possibly maybe before that, a week prior to the last game. But I haven't sat down as a staff and said, this is the date to have a starter, of course. He's hoping to get a little bit more clarity as the preseason progresses. Thoughts on the quarterback situation there in New Orleans? Well, you know, for me, if Winston doesn't just dominate this thing from the start, being able to be as rounded as he is, it tells you Taysom Hill must be doing some really good things. And he must be intrigued by Taysom Hill. And the other factor is he may not be able to just put Taysom Hill in his old role. He may have guaranteed that Taysom Hill is always going to have a role. He's not going to cover kicks. You're not going to cover kicks. You're not going to, uh, you know, be on the punt team. You're just going to be the backup quarterback. I'll have a little bit of a role for him. I don't know what that conversation is. But to me, I think what he wants to be able to do is see these quarterbacks play effectively play effectively against competition. I think that's really what he wants because his biggest challenge as a New Orleans Saints head coach, Sean knows he's got no secondary. He's got one corner in Lattimore. He's desperately looking for corners all over the league. And so how do you judge your quarterback when you're throwing against a secondary that's not very good? It's a real problem. I mean, New Orleans has a chance to be really bad on defense this year with their secondary. They can't cover anybody. They're going to be desperate. They'll make a trade for a corner, you know, whether it's C.J. Henderson from Jacksonville. I don't know. But they'll make a trade because they're so desperate. They were desperate for a second. They wanted Richard Sherman. Remember, they were trying to get him. So I think what Sean's trying to do is figure out where is my team? How does my team fit? How does my team fit? And when I'm practicing against my team, I really don't have a handle on it. There you see DraftKings has a, a total set at and, and both DraftKings and BetMGM total set at nine feels heavy to me. I can't bet. I can't go over nine with the quarterback situation. No, I, I just I, can't. I think it's the perfect number. It's the perfect number, Patrick. I mean, it's perfectly set. If it were nine and a half, I would take the under. You know, I do think they can get. I mean, he's such a good coach. I'm not going to say he can't get yeah. the nine, but I have a feeling this could be a bad season. I think defensively, this could be a really bad year for them, especially if they can't get pass rush especially losing Hendrickson, you know, where they can Davenport come in and give them some rush to me. That's the concern I would have. I think that Hendrickson loss is, is big too. He played very well late in the year. Really did. You know, and now he's in Cincinnati and we'll see what he can do there. I mean, that's where, you know, sometimes guys go there and they just get lost in, in, in their careers, but we'll see if he can kind of turn that thing around. The relationship, it, I don't know if it's on the mend, but that certainly was the point of emphasis for Sean Payton. He spent some time with wide receiver Michael Thomas recently in an attempt to mend the relationship. Uh, I mean, it's huge. It couldn't be, I mean, they just need this guy. And so that is very important to get that relationship worked out with Thomas. Yeah, you know, now look, and, and, and I think this is why, you know, Sean's a good coach because he understands he's got to bury his own selfish, selfish behavior and try to become a good and figure out how to solve this problem because trading him really doesn't solve the problem. It gives him more in cap trouble. You know, when you look at Sean, I think Sean's an outstanding offensive coach. I think he's he's got a he's tough-minded. He's got that Parcells in him, so he coaches the defense in his own style. 
You know, look, this is a guy who's a 63% winning percentage coach. He ranks 21st in the National Football League in wins, winning percentage. You know, he's got, you know, he's got 143 wins. I mean, this is a good coach now. This is, so that's why I'm always reluctant about going under the number. It's the same thing with Mike Tomlin. I think we have to really consider this as a betting network, right? You, you know, I like the Steelers under, but I'm a little bit worried. I mean, Tomlin is 17th overall in the history of the National Football League in winning percentage. 17th. 17th. So when you're going under on him, you're really saying the odds are, you know, he's going to have an outlier season. That's what worries me. I'd stay away from it. I think Pittsburgh could easily take a giant step back on paper. But don't dismiss the coaches in this, Peyton, Tomlin. These guys have win percentages. Now, Harbaugh, again, New Orleans is going to open up their preseason Saturday night in Baltimore. Uh, Harbaugh is tremendous in the preseason ATS-wise. However, I like this situation. Again, New Orleans is catching two and a half. I like when the quarterbacks have to show and prove in the preseason. You're betting quarterback play. You're betting competition, obviously, in the preseason. Uh, and again, no, I can't expect Lamar Jackson to be there. It's going to be a lot of Trace McSorley. Yeah, and you know, look, Harbaugh's 14 years as a head coach in the NFL. Sean Payton's 15 years. Mike Tomlin is is 15. So these guys are veteran guys. They understand how to get their team ready for the season. They have great ability to be adaptive. And I, and I think the one thing that John wants to do is he wants to set the tempo. Where John gains an advantage in these preseason games is they emphasize special teams, which is what you, if you do that, you have a chance to shorten the field, get the ball in the end zone. But these quarterbacks for Baltimore, I think it's going to be hard for them to move the ball. Now, if Baltimore doesn't beat New Orleans with a beat-up secondary, that tells you they got real problems at receiver. Parcells loved Peyton, didn't he? We did. You know, we he was the guy we tried to hire in in, in Oakland. We 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 tried to hire him in Oakland when we fired Bill Callahan. No kidding. And. Yeah, had him in there, had him in for two interviews, and Parcells basically convinced him to stay in New Orleans, convinced him to stay in Dallas as his offensive coordinator. Six, you know, three months later, he stripped the offensive coordinator title from him, but he stayed. And then two years later, he got the Saint job. But that was the guy we were going to replace him with. Yeah, I mean, Sean Payton's an interesting story. He was a head. He was a got fired at the University of uh, of Miami. He was going to take a job at the University of Maryland. He's driving to Maryland and he gets a phone call, no cell phone, I don't think we had cell phones. Yeah, maybe we did, but gets a phone call from the Eagles because we were looking at the Eagles for someone to replace John Gruden. Someone who was a young coach who could replace John Gruden. And Peyton was on the list. It was Peyton, you know, and it was a, it was a couple other guys on that list. Dirk Cotter was on that list. Robbie Bosco was on that. I made the list. And we brought him in and we hired him. He worked his first year out of a briefcase because there was no offices at the vet. Is it the mind? Is it the offensive mind? It was, I think it was his, but I think what really made his career, what made his career unique was that he got to be able to watch Parcells coach, watch Parcells be a head coach. He still talks to Parcells to this day every week. Parcells influence in him is the difference between Sean and, and John Gruden. John Gruden never had a Parcells. And so he's always just all West Coast, where Sean got to watch Parcells, and he influenced him greatly, you know. And where Parcells fell in love with Sean was when Parcells was out of football. He was sitting in the New York area. He was out of football, and they were going through that whole thing with, with Jim Fossil, and Fossil took the play calling away from Peyton when he was with the Giants. 
and Peyton didn't say anything. He gained a lot of respect. So when he got the job in Dallas, he didn't know Sean Payton from the Man on the Moon. He hired him because of that. Good mentor to have. It's always good to have. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I'm surprised Jones never gave Peyton an offer he couldn't refuse to go to Dallas. Yeah, I mean, I think they've always thought that that would happen. But, you know, he's he went there. He still lived in Dallas for a time period. But, you know, I think the, the timing never was right. He would be the one coach that I think could work with the Joneses and get a culture built within that building. He yeah. is that guy. Kind of a good person. Interesting. He be adaptive. Feisty personality, but fun. You know, oh, yeah. he's an interesting guy. He, wasn't he a replacement player? He was. He played Eastern Illinois. Play there and the, play for the Bears in a replacement game. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, yeah. Great coach. Turn, now turning into, a, like, you know, one of the greats, to be honest with yeah, you. He just is. keeps winning. I mean, really, seriously. <laughs> yep. He continues to win. When we come back, quarterback situation in Indianapolis. Let's clarify. We continue. It's the Lombardi line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Lombardi line as we say hi. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Ben Fox stopped by. He's crunching numbers in the corner. Point spread weekly, by the way. Which, do you still contribute? You were contributing, Michael Lombardi, to Point Spread Weekly. I was just thumbing yeah. through it. It's incredible this week. I have week. an assignment. Yeah, I have an assignment. I have to. I have, this, I have until the 17th to get it. So, yeah, I have an assignment. I think I'm going to contribute something to the magazine. I think he wants the predictions, too. Like, I, 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 like I, I don't know how to make those predictions. All they do is just get your nose rubbed in them all the time. Like, you said that, you know, you said that Pittsburgh and Philly were going to play. Like, I don't know. You know, like, who, how can you predict? Well, pull your like, crap together and get those done, okay? Can you can you help I'll us out? I'll try. I'll try. Can help somebody them. work yeah, around know. here? My gosh, it's like, what have you been up to? Seriously. I'll try. Tell Ben I'll try. I'm working at it. I'll, I'll give right. it a go. Ben I mean, Lombardi you know. said he'd try. I'll keep him honest. Right. Uh, point spread weekly. You can go to vston.com and it drops in your inbox every Wednesday. It's incredible. Uh, I will say that I think our college football betting guide, I can't imagine anything being better. And we've got, I think, August 24th, we've got the pro football betting guide. When you buy them both at the same time, you get a little discount. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for more information. You see a little look. Oh, that little Alabama Crimson Tide. Did you see the Ernie Johnson speech at Alabama? Wasn't oh, you that loved that. I saw that you retweet that. It was, he was, it was, was very awesome. good. It was very. You want to give awesome. a little idea? Let them know what it was about. It was really about he tried. He tied his life into the plight of the players as they stood there, you know, and he adopted, very good. This, adopted this young man who was handicapped and uh, took on the challenges and embraced them, you nope. know, and so yeah. a powerful talk. So, yeah. Yeah, it was – it was very. It was cool. Good way to start the day, Patrick. It was a good way to start the day. It was a, It's always a good way to start the day when I'm here with Michael Lombardi. Now, uh, Chris yes. Mortensen reporting. Jay, I told you, East, there's no way Eason's going to be starting. Ellinger and Eason right now are competing for the backup role because it appears Wentz is trending upward week one yeah. to start. Is this also what you're hearing with your sources? I mean, I heard that all along that it wasn't. Remember, I said it on the air. It wasn't as bad as everybody was making it out. Well, they said four weeks to 50 weeks. I can't really I find a were, sweet spot. I think, they were, <laughs> I think they were playing with the media on that. I think they really enjoyed it. I think they really did. Uh, look, I, I, I have no doubt he'll be ready to go. I think he's going to play well. I, I think he's going to play well for, for Frank Wright. I think they're really happy and encouraged, uh, you know, about their defensive front. I think this Colt team, when you break this Colt team down, you know, they're really good. They're fast as hell on defense. They've got a deep defensive line. They're going to end up having to get rid of a defensive lineman that you'll see get claimed by other teams. I'm sure the Seattle Seahawks are watching the, the Colts, hoping to get a guy from there. They have a relationship between the two teams because they need defensive linemen. They're fast. They're really good in the kicking game. And if they can get some production out of this quarterback position, I think they're going to be a really good team. And I think Wentz will bounce back. I don't think – look, Wentz is – there's a lot of diagnosis we use in sports. But Wentz is the classic example of a guy got hit too much. And you see it all the time with, with yards per attempt. And you see it when a guy's had like this, this season that he just can't, you know, his eye level is way down. I mean, it's just really hard to imagine. And you can't fix it, right? And you can't fix it because he's gotten hit so many times. He's gotten hit so many times. When he was at his peak, 
when they were really doing things well, he was throwing at 60% completion. He was averaging seven and a half yards per attempt. You know, he was only getting sacked 28 times. But here's the difference. That year that they went to the Super Bowl, the year that he would have been the MVP had he stayed healthy, they had LeGarrette Blunt tote the ball 173 times. They had Ajay tote the ball 70 times for almost a six-yard average, right? They ran the ball 473 times that year for 2,100 yards. Only nine touchdowns rushing. But they ran the ball effectively, which meant they played less defense. They were really good on third down. They controlled the football 32 and almost 33 minutes. But they got away from it because they started throwing incompletions, and he started getting hit, and he started taking a pounding. I mean, we laugh about Aguilar signing with the Patriots, right? You know, Aguilar was the second-leading receiver on that team. He had 62 catches, eight touchdowns, averaged 12 and a half yards a catch. That team was balanced. And they got away from being balanced. Second betting favorite in the South, Indianapolis, plus 150. You can find it up to plus 170. Eight and a half. Uh, aberration. I'm throwing out last year. You just told me that Philly was disjointed on offense. They should have been running the football more. I think the team let them down. I think there's a lot of consternation uh, with the coach. I throw it out. Wentz has proven he could be an I MVP. I, I, throw, I think he's going to be very good. I, I think the analytics got the best of Wentz. We got to throw it. We got to throw it. We got to throw it. You know, you got to get an 11 personnel to throw the ball. It's the best formation in football. Well, if you can't block the guys in 11 personnel, what good are we going to do? What good is it? Reich, you block them. And we know Reich's good for him. Good organization. Yeah, good offensive line. It's all good. We come back. Yep. Josh Applebaum joins here. Lombardi line. about the college football betting guide we'll check it out nfl betting guides coming soon insane so here's the deal it's only 20 dollars, but discounts are available when you buy both the nfl and college guide together i i as a better if you're listening to this network you're into betting it makes zero sense not to commit 40 bucks on these two guides and just at least have a base to start off with okay sign up now vcin.com slash subscribe get your copy reserved or get a vcin all access subscription right now at vcin.com slash subscribe okay we welcome you back here uh, my, by my math my Lombardi, it looks yeah. like your boy, Josh Applebaum, you know, the troublemaker. It yeah. looks like he has about 17, 18 days to use the term steam, and then uh, you're going to cut him off. Is that We fair? have 30 days in August, right? He has 18 days, right? Don't okay. That way I count it. Yeah. Market Insights is the podcast. I'm sure there's steam. Don't tell me there's steam on this preseason. There's nobody <laughs> knows anything. <laughs> nobody knows anything. There's no chance anybody knows anything that's going on on this game. There's no sharp somewhere who knows <laughs> that what's happening, so he's going to bet money. There's there's just no way. You're not telling me that. I'm just not buying it. There's no sharp that that's sharp. Market Insights podcast every day, Monday <laughs> through Friday, vcin.com slash podcast. Would you like to respond, Apple Bottom? 
Patrick, Michael, it is great to be with you today. And Michael, I got a special for you today. We got Patriots steam and a preseason game <laughs> where nobody knows nothing. We got some Des Moines money coming in. Uh, but seriously, I want to get your take on this, Michael, just from a betting perspective. Obviously, we had to wait, wait a week since the Hall of Fame game. We remember that move. Remember to the Steelers, minus one to like minus two and a half steam to the under. Again, this is my quote on steam. I got to get the most I can get in right now, Michael, before I get cut off. But to the Patriots, the line is moving to New England, Michael. We did see this open football team minus two. Some books were minus two and a half, immediately down to two. That kind of told me that if the hook was out there, it was scooped up. And then we had kind of this waiting game tonight where uh, over the last 24 hours, it didn't really move at all. But this morning, for whatever reason, if someone knows something, if there's an inside source, whatever it may be, the public is somewhat split on this game, Michael, but we noticed a big move to the Patriots. This morning, over the last couple hours, they were plus two down to a pick them, and now some shops are even Patriots minus one. Uh, so this was a good bet first dollar discrepancy play from our buddy John Ewing at BetMGM. According to uh, BetMGM, 46% of, of spread bets are on the Patriots, but it accounts for 60% of the money. So for whatever reason, Michael, someone knows something. This line is going to New England. I do have a system match here. If a line moves in the preseason, at least a full point in favor of a team in which they missed the playoffs and the opponent made the playoffs, that's 81 and 67, 55% ATS. Uh, if they're at home, it improves to 57% ATS. But Michael, my question to you, you know, uh, let's say crazy, it's a preseason game, but why do you think maybe the money is coming on New England? Is it because you're going to see a lot of Mac Jones? Will it be a Brian Hoyer second half? And then also big yeah. money to that over. We've seen unders 57% in the preseason since 2014, but this total, Michael, 32 all the way up to 37. How do you cap this game? Does this make sense? I know you kind of want to lay off sometimes, but does it make sense to you, the over in the Pats here? The over makes no sense to me at all because I think I think that this line is moving because Schefter announced today on Twitter that Mac Jones and Cam Newton were going to play. Typically, the Patriots' first preseason game, Brady doesn't play. You know, it's all backups and all that. But, you know, when the announcement came, and I think that, that lend a lot of credibility to the Patriots are going to try to play their guys. Washington's going to play their guys, too. You know, which to me, I'm surprised the uh, total moved so much as it did because typically these games are not well executed. There's holding calls, there's penalties, you know, it just kind of stagnates the offense and people are playing it too vanilla to really um, create any points. So, yeah, I, I think that it was clearly the, the announcements that we heard today that stimulated this market movement. Schefter with the sharp money. Yeah I, don't, yeah, I mean, there's nobody that look. There's nobody knows. Like it's, I, I can honestly say this. Nobody knows until tonight's meeting. You know, today they'll meet. Today the Patriots coaches staff will meet, and Bill will say, "Okay, here's what I want to do. Here's who's going to play. Here's who's not." And I don't think Bill's sharing that information with many sharps around the country. I don't think that little old lady in Des Moines has any idea what Bill's thinking. <laughs> I just don't. I mean, I'm just going out on the limb and just say that I don't think she does. Uh, I don't think she does. Huge. <laughs> Now it's a lady, a little old lady in Des Moines. Uh, big jump, Josh. You mentioned it. Uh, 32 up to 30. I saw a couple 37 and a halfs when I got here. I see that too. Yeah, but it looks like mostly 37s. Is that what we're looking at, Josh? Yeah, this one's crazy, Patrick and Michael, because, Michael, you bring up a good point. You know, the under is really the time to bet, you know, uh, the preseason to take these unders. We see them 57% since 2014. Also, if you look at a preseason total of 36 or higher, the under is 55% the last decade. So there's a lot of under trends just this time of year. But this is one of those plays to me where if a, if a line keeps getting hit and hit and hit and there's no buyback, 
I don't want to go directly against it. So my play here isn't to take the over. I think from just a perspective of philosophically, you know, how can you take an over 37 when it opened 32? If it flies over and each team, you know, scores over 20 points, you're like, hey, we saw this big steam to the over. But it's also, um, again, a time when unders do well. You're getting the worst of the number here. I also, you know, don't really want to buy back on the under either. You're getting a good inflated spot, but there's been zero buyback to the under. So that's a no play for me. But, Michael, I am going to walk the tightrope. I'm money lining the Patriots here with a move, with a move in their favor. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I, I think the Patriots, you know, they haven't had a lot of practices. I think they'll take the game. I mean, the, the thing I think that why the line does move to New England in the sense of this is if you're going to play Mac Jones, you can't put him out there with a bunch of free agents and receivers that don't know what they're doing. So you're going to have to play some. I mean, Keneal Harry's going to have to play in through the first half. You're going to maybe they won't play Myers as much. Aguilar's not going to play, but they'll play guys that know how to play the game of football, so they can make the quarterback look better. They can give him some help. You know, you put him out there with the guys that really aren't going to make the team. All of a sudden, you just look like the, the you know you look like the gang that couldn't shoot straight, and everything falls apart. And everybody, oh, the quarterback looks so bad. Well, you know, the right tackle was bad. The left tackle didn't block anybody. The problems just start. To mount. How much will we see of Cam and then Mac and Cheese? I, I my guess is probably knowing Bill, he'll probably go the first, you know, Cam will get a series. Because remember, he wants to balance Cam's work, but also leave the players on the field so Mac can get some work with them too. So Cam gets a series, maybe two. And then I think you'll see Mac in a series two, three, to get him through and then kind of you know, graciously substitute, sparsely, you know, to make sure that he's protected and then get in the second half and then, okay, we'll let poor Brian Hoyer go out there and run for his life. Yeah, Brian Hoyer, he, he's he been around longer than Belichick there. What is this, yeah. his third or fourth go-around as I'm looking no at? No doubt, no doubt. Josh, yeah. you got a scouting report on um, Mac Jones when you went to camp. Yeah, I did, Patrick. First thing that jumped out to me, number one, slight of frame, kind of a smaller guy. Uh, no, again, I think he's six one, Michael, around there, but next to Cam Newton and Trent Brown. Yeah. yeah, so he he does have a decent height here. Not your Brady, like six four, six five, but really, Patrick, it was the accuracy that jumped out to me. All these drills, he's putting it on the money where it needs to be. Uh, and I think right now, based on this prop bet here, Cam Newton's still a minus three fifty favorite to take the first snap week one. Mac Jones right now plus two fifty. That really hasn't moved at all over over like the last week. Well, at least for Mac Jones, there's no pressure because they really haven't had good quarterback play over the last couple. Of- <laughs> decades there in New England. When we come back, Battle of Pennsylvania, Josh Applebaum, plus some Major League Baseball picks. Will the favorites continue to dominate? Lombardi line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. 
So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Summer's heating up. So is BetMGM. Use the bonus code VSIN1000 and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Again, place your bets on all the exciting showdowns in Major League Soccer, Major League Baseball, and more. They've got great uh, parlay selections as well. So get over there. Visit BetMGM.com. Download the BetMGM app. Again, risk-free bet up to $1,000. Use the bonus code VSIN1000. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Michael Lombardi. Josh Applebaum. I bring up Josh. Uh, you do a great job with the everyday. You can go to vsin.com right now and just enter your email address and you can wake up with uh, the guide every morning. And um, one of the things I noticed in the guide today, the Major League Baseball, the favorites continue to go nuts, Josh. Yeah, it's been unbelievable here. Let's tip our cap to our colleague, uh, Dave Tooley, who does a great job in the newsletter just recapping high-level trends. How did favorites, dogs, overs, under, over-unders do? And, Michael, right now we're seeing a crazy trend toward, talk, toward chalk in Major League Baseball. If you look at the last eight days, favorites in Major League Baseball, 81-25. and 25. That's a 76.4% <laughs> win rate here. Um, you look at yesterday, they go 12-2. and two. So I think right now if, if you're grinding baseball, and, again, we're, we can't wait for football. That's going to be the, you know, the king of betting. As we know, it's going to take a lot of our attention here. But I wouldn't abandon baseball right now. I think there's a perfect storm where uh, we, we kind of know post-trade deadline – who's good, who's bad, who's tanking, who's rising. I think right now is kind of the perfect storm to really look at these favorites. And for example, like yesterday, uh, a couple of games, you know, number one, the Atlanta Braves. Like if you see a line open, like minus one, 105, pick them both sides and one team shoots up 
to minus 120. It also happened to your Tigers yesterday, Patrick. Those are the, the ones and uh, yeah, uh, who've been uh, pretty good so far. But, uh, but really what I'm getting at here, guys, is you lay the minus 200s, you lay the minus you know 175s, you're going to win at a high rate, but because you're risking so much, you may not get a lot, a lot back in return. To me, it's these non-division favorites that are 62% and these kind of like pick them or slight minus 110 favorites that shoot up to minus 120, minus 130. That's really where I think you're going to get the most out of your, you know, most bang out of your buck there. Yeah, I do. I, I mean, I, I could see that. I mean, like, I like the White Sox today in the Field of Dreams game because I think, you know, when you look at this with Lance Lynn, I don't know where you are in this game. What is it? I think it's like minus 175. I think it's Lance Lynn for the for Chicago is, a, you know, having a tremendous season. And then the Yankee lineup, you know, with Rizzo being out and, and with uh, Aaron Judge not hitting the ball very well, falling into slump and Lemieux doing the same thing. You know, I, I think it would be a fun game to watch, but I also think the, the White Sox are the team team to beat here. Yeah, Lynn's getting bet. Good good, good point, Michael. Haney on the bump for the Yanks. This is going to be vibes there in the cornfields in Iowa. <laughs> Field of dreams. Uh, but Lynn opened right around $1.50 and the number's all over the place, honestly, Josh. You can you can find anywhere from $1.60 now up to $1.90. So, uh, but one thing we do know is, as Michael said, the white, his White Sox are getting bet. <laughs> yeah, Michael's cashed a lot of plays on the Chai Sox this year. And I'm with you, Michael. I like this play. If you build it, they will come, guys. The Chicago White Sox <laughs> open minus 150. They've been steamed up like minus 170. So this is that non-division favorite. Not at home, neutral site game, obviously. Uh, but this non-division uh, favorite, steam 10 cents or more, which would qualify with Chicago here, 233 and 138 this year, 63%. And then, Michael, I, I'm right there with you. Lance Lynn is having a great year, 10-3, and 3, 2.04 ERA. Lance Lynn, believe it or not, guys, is now a minus 250 favorite at BetMGM to win the Cy Young. So with Garrett Cole, uh, with the COVID stuff, Radon's been injured. Uh, Lance Lynn has really, really jumped up here for the Cy Young, Patrick. Uh, and also going up against Andrew Heaney. Michael, I know you like this. Uh, he, uh, Heaney's uh, ERA 5.45. White Sox against a lefty day. White Sox 20 and 11 against uh, against lefties. I'd be laying it here in the cornfields with the White Sox. Yep. Yeah, you don't want to take the cast-off Angels pitcher if you, and any. If, I mean, the the Yankees and Lynn has been a, just a revelation. He re-upped with the White Sox and just a journey, not a journeyman, but you can call him, you know, that if you if you dare. And now all of a sudden could potentially win a sigh this late in his career. Pretty remarkable. Okay, fellas, let's jump back and we'll get a couple of picks on the way out in baseball. Mister Baseball, uh, obviously in the house today with Josh Applebaum. The other game we must discuss and that's Pittsburgh Philly Philly this number really hasn't moved much right Josh Philly opened a point favorite Philly sitting a point favorite tonight yeah exactly Patrick and I think you know a lot of times when we see lack of line when we say hey nothing's going on odds makers set the perfect line balance action you know nothing to see here but I actually like this play on Philadelphia Michael get your take here um, one thing that jumped out to me is you know Pittsburgh has already played a game they played in the Hall of Fame game they look pretty good they won 16 to 3 they cover that big uh, that big steam move in their favor under cashes easily. So the public is all over the Steelers tonight. You have about two thirds of bets on Pittsburgh saying, hey, they already got a game under their belt. We don't know what we're going to get from Philly. But really the key here, Patrick, is this kind of line freeze action. If everyone's betting uh, the Steelers tonight and it opened minus one Philly, why hasn't it gone down, down to a pick em? Why hasn't it moved to Steelers minus one, minus two? It's staying exactly where it's at. That tells me a little line freeze action on Philadelphia here, Michael. Um, also, if you look at uh, Coach Tomlin, he's only 11 and 15 ATS as a dog in the preseason. He's much better as a favorite. So, Michael, any, what's your take on this one? You know, to me, I'm, I'm looking money line Philly here. It just kind of stinks to me as a fade the trendy dog play. But what do you think? You know, we like to bet against rookie coaches 
in the in the regular season, but will Sirianni want to play well and get this thing rolling? What's your take on this game tonight, Michael? Well, well I don't think he's going to play a lot of his starters, so that means the backups are going to be in early. That means by the third and fourth quarter, this is going to be a game of just a bunch of backups, and I guess you have to develop a, an understanding of who has the better back-end roster, and you know, really what you're asking yourself, are you betting on Nick Mullen, or are you going to bet on Dwayne Haskins and Joshua Dobbs? I think that's what you're asking yourself, that question, because both teams are going to be playing their backups, and Tomlin wants to get in and out as quickly as he can, kind of get this game over. But, you know, he's got some issues in his offensive line that he needs to get squared away. And Rudolph has got to get squared away, too. So, you know, I don't think that – I think that when they go to their backups, some of these offensive linemen, because they're not very talented, they're going to have to play. I don't think the Eagles will play their guy. That's why I'm surprised people are betting, you know, that you like Philly. Because Philly typically – I think they just want to get through the game with healthy. You're counting on Nick Mullins making plays for you. And another total, Josh, that's jumped. We saw New England and Washington jump from 32 to 37. This one here, Pittsburgh, Philly, 33 and a half, up to 36, couple 36 and a halfs on the board. Yeah, it's crazy, Patrick. Both of these games are kind of carbon copies of each other when it comes to the total. Again, we know preseason, great time to bet unders, but both of these games tonight are getting hit with a lot of over money. This is like almost as big as the Patriots over move, not quite, but kind of close. You know, Patrick, you mentioned open 33 and a half, now all the way up to 36. I'm seeing a 36 and a half out there. So for whatever reason, you know, again, this is the time to bet unders. Uh, This is kind of a conundrum as a better. Are you going to, I want to be with the respected money that's going over, but I also don't want to get the worst of the number at a time when unders do very well. So uh, again, this is, we'll wake up tomorrow and if these both these games fly over, we'll say, hey, we saw it coming with these line moves, but it's just tough in a, at a time of year when unders do well to get the worst of the number. So that would kind of be another layoff situation to me, even though it's definitely getting hit to the over. Oddly enough, Michael, the unders profitable preseason, remember we didn't have a preseason in 2020, but in 18 and 19, the week one in the preseason, uh, the totals cashed at a 64.5% to the over. So I, it made wow. kind of an oddity where week one in 18 and 19 cashed over, and then it, it, it progressed to where Josh said went back to that under um, trend. But uh, it really is all about the officiating too, because if they if they try to get their noses in everything, the under's going to play. But if they let them play and kind of just let the clock run and kind of let this thing go, then the over has a much better chance. I think a lot of it has to do with what's the officiating going to call, which could give you an indication when watching the games tonight. Night, which will help us tomorrow and Saturday as we go forward. Are they just going to, you know, what's the mandate from the league office? What are we going to emphasize? What are we going to call? We want these guys to play and have some continuity to the game. So you're of the two tonight, Michael, it sounds like to me, like your, your best lean would be on that under 36, excuse me. Is it still 36 New England? 37, 37 and a half. You going yeah. under that number? I think I would, Patrick. I just don't see this be. I think both teams' defenses will be ahead of the offenses. And, you know, Mac Jones will be wearing number 10 tonight. So in case anybody's confused that he's not number 50, Josh, I know you were scouting him when he was wearing number 50. He's now number 10. So I think this will be a little bit of a, you know, look, what, what, how, how do you score in the preseason? Deep throw, breakdown in coverage. You know, it's like it's hard to score points, especially when the execution is in pristine. Josh, if you were to have make a play tonight on the two football games, which one? So I got both money lines. I money line the Patriots. I money line the Eagles. I like kind of the fade the trendy dog angle with the Eagles. I like the line move to the Patriots. Michael, you're going to really enjoy this. We're talking about officials. Guess who the official is for the Steelers and the Eagles game? Our buddy, Jerome Boger, who, by the way, uh. is the best 
Best home referee here. Home teams with Jerome Boger ATS are 56%. And he's also the best over referee. Overs are 60% with Jerome Boger. So conspiracy theory-wise, kind of the Scott Foster angle. If you like the Eagles, you like the over, those are Boger's your guy here for both of them. Fellas, quickly, uh, one of the best handicappers on the planet, Steve Fezzik, checking in here. He said, uh, 2018 and 19, average total dealt was 36 Actual scoring, 41.75 in week one. And he also mentioned, and this is a guy that's won the Super Contest twice, he mentioned odds makers opened the totals way too low here in week one of the preseason. So just a couple things from a, from one of the sharpest guys on the planet there. Um, okay, before we go, Josh, I know you have two more baseball plays. And, Mr. Baseball, if you want to jump in as well, go ahead, Josh. I gave mine out. Yeah. So oh, yeah, I mean, you gave you yours. Like you're you're, you're, you're riding. Right no, I, I, you listen, I don't like it. I, mean, I love it, Michael. I love okay, your shy thank you. I, I, you know, I'm just trying here. That's all. I, I just can't keep up. Play. You're a you're a, you're a White Sox guy, then you're a Braves guy. I mean, it can't keep you, know, you didn't bring up the, you didn't bring up Max Struess's hit, hit the three pointer to win the game. Oh, I meant to do that. I meant Heat. to bring that up. I mean, gosh Almighty! I mean, you know, I, I was all ready to talk about the pride of DePaul. I, I was all ready to talk about the pride of DePaul. I mean, all right, come on. That's all right, me. take it easy. Yeah, keep working on your point spread weekly column, Josh. Two plays. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, real quick, uh, me and Michael both riding the, the Southsiders here, but I would just add with this crazy favorite trend in baseball right now, two favorites that are taking in some money, the Milwaukee Brewers at the Cubs. We've seen the Brewers go 3-0 and this series, outscore the Cubs 20-5. to I think the Cubs are a team that they're kind of realizing everybody's gone, and I think this could be a long end of the year for the Cubs. Milwaukee got steamed up minus 200 all the way to like minus 220. Uh, we see a line move in their favor, and also the Atlanta Braves, guys. Atlanta going for the sweep against Cincinnati. Uh, Atlanta had a huge walk-off hit last night with Ozzie Albies, they've moved uh, around minus 135 up to minus 145. Great job, Josh. Market Insights. Michael Lombardi, your day's done. Go ahead. You got to get to work now, okay? <laughs> I got to get to work. Ben's giving me project. Will Hill's got a project. I'm sure Berman's got a project for me. I mean, you know, just keep coming. I even mentioned Millie. I'm sure there's eight things I got to do when I get hey, there. Marital bliss. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, of course, JJ, thank you. The Nuts is coming up next. Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.